This is James Governor, co-founder of Redmonk, and we're here for a conversation with Redmonk. Uh, today, I have Gerald Denzel um, from Oracle, and we're going to be talking about Oracle Database 23C, which is a bit of a mouthful, um, but, but, but uh, you know, when you're Oracle, you've been around for a while, and you get into those version numbers that are quite impressive. Anyway, Gerald, why don't you introduce yourself? Yeah, thank you very much for having me on the call, James. Hi, I'm Gerald. I'm a, a senior director here at Oracle and product management for Oracle Database. Uh, I've been with Oracle and product management for shy about of 10 years, a little bit less, and actually a long time Oracle database user as a developer before my life at Oracle. And I'm really excited to talk to you more about Oracle Database 23C. Great. So good good place to start, developers. Redmonk is all about developers. And I think <laughs> so in, in, in the press release, um, you know, we do as industry analysts occasionally provide a quote um, for mm -hmm. a, a press release. And for your launch, um, I described 23C. Uh, free as a radical departure. And, and here's why I did that. We at Redmonk have a thesis, which we call the new kingmakers. And the point there is that the, the influence uh, of developers on techni technology decision-making is greater than it ever was. So we moved from a model which was the historical top-down purchasing-led adoption of technology into one where the, the engineers, where the practitioners much more influential in those choices. This is driven by um, some, some, some key underpinnings. Uh, one would be open source. Uh, mm -hmm. The other would be uh, the cloud. Uh, another would be sort of the, the, the social. If we think about what we learn and how we, we can go to GitHub, um, we can find the, the best developers uh, on the planet building a particular thing, and we can start trying that thing out. So the new Kingmaker is this phenomenon, and to me, Anytime you're making it less permission required, that's something that ties into this new kingmaker phenomenon. And so with 23C3 in particular, um, you know, the, the reason I described it as a radical departure when I saw what you'd put together was that this was the first time that the developer database was the superset. And you know, mm -hmm. historically, Oracle would have this you know, incredibly functional thing and, 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 and would say, well, let's have a subset of that for developers. Whereas this really felt like, let's take all of the new bits, all of the new functionality, get it in the hands of developers first and let them make the market. Let them, you know, it might be, yeah, Spring developer needs to understand uh, how the database is going to work with the applications they're building. So someone in the ecosystem can, can really be building um, before we even think about purchase. And that, to me, is is was a radical departure for Oracle. I mean, obviously, Oracle in, in the Java world, there, there, there's some similarities here, but it's not so much just the, the, the fact that it's free, because we've seen free proprietary relational databases before, but mm -hmm. the, the, the go-to-market and, and the approach. So that's why I think it's radical. How did you push that through, Gerald? How did that become a thing? You know, who did you have to persuade in order to make it so? Yeah, well, it was certainly a journey, but basically everything what you've said is what we have seen as well, right? It's like the good old days where somebody will buy an Oracle database and then rolls it out through the company and says, you have to use it, uh, over. Uh, so we had to get it in the hands of the developers. And I think in general, to some, to some extent, the move to cloud for Oracle itself has also kind of uh, changed the way how we approach and see things as well. Um, you know, we kind of started this discussion, believe it or not, like, Pretty much 2017 so there's certainly been a longer journey of of two things right it's like one as you said we kind of we had like a 
yeah, free proprietary database or free Oracle database for quite a long time. Mm -hmm. But as you said before, it was this, you know, functionality taken out like this uh, a tiny set of, of database functionality. And, and that story in itself goes all the way back to from what I could figure out until 2004. But, uh, you know, we understood that um, in order for developers to, to be able to use the functionality of Oracle database, uh, we have to make it as easy as possible for them to get it into their hands. And, you know, we see more and more or have seen more and more that sometimes we go into our customers and say, hey, you have all this great functionality of Oracle, it's right there. And developers tell us, well, you know, we're not even allowed to use it, or we have to go through a provisioning or procurement process internally, et cetera. And just as you've said before, it's like in the open source uh, world, you know, it's like, why do developers new kingmakers? Because they don't have these shackles, if you like, on anymore. They can just use it, download it, right? And don't have to go through internal external processes. So yeah, it's like the, the conversation went all the way up, to be honest with you, right? It's like, in the end, it had to be approved by Larry Ellison, but he was kind of on board the moment we explained to him why we're doing what we're doing, which happened uh, just a bit, uh, um, you know, kind of late last year when we told him about this free and also releasing it to the developers first. I think that is also an important aspect of this that um, that some have may missed or overlooked, right? It's like in the past, we also would kind of release Enterprise yeah. Edition first to yep. our customers because, of course, our customers are important. Now we're putting it out first to the developers, and we think that this truly helps everybody because, A, developers can start getting acquainted with the new functionality, with the new version of the database. And also what we have seen often uh, in the past years is when customers upgrade to the next version, it takes them obviously quite a while to upgrade. And only when they have finished their upgrade, it starts sort of the demand for you know this new functionality now that they're running on this new version. So by the time sometimes developers, you know, or even frameworks you mentioned Spring before, get demand for supporting new functionality of the new release, it's like we're years past when that release actually came out. There's literally frameworks still out that I cannot even support 12.1 functionality, which launched in 2013. So by Turning this around, we're hoping that everybody benefits, including those customers. When they upgrade, they have actually frameworks and applications ready to consume that new functionality, or at least you know be kind of tested and ready to go with the new version of the Oracle database. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that makes perfect sense to me. So, you know, I guess one of, one of the, the the questions to my mind, um, you know, obviously Oracle is known uh, for it's relational capabilities. That's you know absolutely where mm -hmm. you came from. Um, the 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 game has changed a little bit in terms of expectations from a developer's perspective. What are some of the why might why might a non Oracle developer be interested or excited by what you're bringing to market at this point? Yeah, that's a great question, James. I think you know. On, on the one hand, for non-Oracle developers, developers that haven't used Oracle yet, it's like when you look historically, you know, we're still the number one database and for quite, quite a long time. So obviously there's some merit to that whatever Oracle offers in terms of functionality and features is something that enterprises still after many, many years are looking for to run their applications and mission, mission critical workloads on, right? Uh, so I'm kind of get very passionate about that part, although don't want to get too much into it. But you know, it's like Oracle database is 40 years old, and yet it's still the number one database. It's like not a lot of software can actually say that, right? So even if you put it in Linux terms, Linux hasn't been a thing when Oracle database came around. Um, but you know, like functionality-wise, I think you know um, when you look at it, it's like Oracle has always gotten a very feature-rich or a rich feature set 
for fun, uh, for developers to use. And as you said before, it's like we're known as the relational database, but actually we did object relational in the 90s and we had XML in the database and we were spatial in the database and graph, et cetera. And we have JSON since almost 10 years as well in the database. So we have all these capabilities as well, uh, uh, particularly with, uh, or specifically with 23C. One aspect that we have, or we're trying to change in the market in general is what we see this recurring cycle or loop from the relational to hierarchical data formats and back. So just mentioned we had like object relational databases in the 90s, mid 90s. We had XML databases in the 2000s. We have document stores, the IK JSON databases since the late 2010s. And we see kind of this trend coming back a bit also to relational for good reasons of the relational model. But one thing in particular we've put in 23C is this JSON relational duality views, which on a very, very high level for a developer, you can see is like we put like the JSON to relational table mapping into the database. And while that sounds maybe in the beginning not so interesting, okay, it's just the mapping in the database, the real nice secret sauce to it is not necessarily the JSON generation out of relational that we could do since, you know, ever since we put JSON into the database, the SQL standard has the functionality, but it's actually the high concurrent um, asset guaranteed uh, uh, transactions or workloads that you have on top of that. So what I mean by that mouthful is basically it all becomes really interesting when you have like 200 different sessions, connections, applications coming in, trying to modify the same data, right? And this is like where, of course, in the NoSQL world, many people have kind of, quite frankly, omitted the problem by saying we have eventual consistency, you know, yep. it's not so important, applications can worry about this, uh, but it's kind of actually, it is important. <laughs> and it's like, and technically speaking, like any developer you ask, if they could have asset without the downsides of, you know, the kind of latency aspects to it or the locking to it, they will probably want it because if, if I don't have any downsides, why wouldn't I want to have a mechanism to like say, okay, if I if I give up and roll back, everything will be undone for me. I don't have to take care of it. Or if my application for whatever reason fails over. So uh, that was a long, long explanation, but uh, you know, certainly one of the marquee functionality we have is this JSON relational duality views. And uh, people gotten really excited by this whole notion of a set is like putting a mapping in the database or some people even saying, you know, kind of putting a different style of ORM into the database, right? Um, and, you know, being able to just define this declaratively in your database, and then many apps can use it uh, with all the asset guarantees, again, that are in, on, on top of it or in place in the Oracle database. So to kind of get you the best of both worlds, you know, it's like if you're a guy who develops an app that just wants to consume and, and, and uh, send JSON data, it kind of Nothing should change for you if you start using these JSON relational duality views. You just happen to consume and send JSON data, but you still have all the backings of the relational world. So for those guys who actually want that part of it, having the relational model or the data backed by the relational model, they no longer have to have this trade-off of having a hierarchical JSON data structure and having to fight with that. Okay. So I mean, I think that we, much as you've said, we've sort of seen these these swings back and forth, and Oracle's had to kind of follow those swings. Um, you know, we we made as an industry uh, a lot of noise about oh schema, schema is bad. You know, let developers <laughs> not have to worry about a schema. Um, but we certainly seem to be moving a bit more into an era where everybody's saying actually, you know, I mean, even even if I just started with, you know, your JSON wasn't thinking at all about the schema that I needed in order to building out over time. You begin to think, hang on a second, um, from from a maintainability perspective, maybe that needs to change. And so I, I think that the, um, actually, that's the question for me then. Do you see that duality view 
who do you see that as primarily um, valuable for? Is that the traditional relational person that is saying, oh, hang on a second, I've got these other sorts of objects that I'm, 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 I'm handling. I'm looking at it from that perspective. Or is it that we've got somebody that's a maybe a JavaScript developer, they're used to using JSON, suddenly they're like, okay, I, 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 I'm happy to have this in a more managed fashion, maybe. A, so is this, mm-hmm. does, do you think that helps you appeal to a new developer set, I guess, would be my question. Yeah, it's, so uh, we, we shall see as we progress, right? I think for the JavaScript JSON developer, Technically speaking, nothing should change. You know, I said before, Oracle has introduced native JSON support in, in 12102 in 2013, and they could do exactly the same already since then, where they send in a JSON, retrieve some JSON. Where it becomes very, very interesting is this, you know, as you approached on this schema sort of notion of schema is when you look at this over time. And, you know, one of the interesting, most interesting things I've ever found is like when, when I, discovered why Kot gave us the relational model, which kind of was to get us off ISAM, which no surprise was a hierarchical data format. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, it's like, what is the issue with that? It's like, so when you're a developer and you're building an app, a microservice, whatever, you kind of only concern yourself with, you know, the concern of the app makes perfect sense. So for you, it's kind of quite easy to say, you know, I need another sub uh, object in there or another attribute in there, or, you know, even I call it attribute ABC, right? It's like everything of that logic is kind of put in, in your application. And certainly in the microservices world, we kind of have pushed a lot of this, like, you know, your own microservice, your own set of concerns, your own database. But realistically speaking, you know, you store data in databases because you want to hold on to the data. And, uh, you know, unless you have the very transient use cases, of course, that hang around. But traditionally speaking, or realistically speaking, really, you know, if you put something in an enterprise database or into like your production database, it's usually because you want to hang on to the data. And I kind of have also always gone on quite a long that is like applications come and go, data you know stays around to to you know persist forever if we actually could afford it, well, right? The way I said is that applications are like fish, and data is like wine. Only one of them, <laughs> only one of them can get better with age. <laughs> yes, that's a really really good part. Yeah, uh, and I have to remember that. I may I may use that if you don't mind. Um, but yeah, exactly right. So it's like so you know the. JSON schema, for example, itself is already a thing, right? So it's like JSON-schema.org. Exactly. It's like there's already a movement out there, right? So why is that? Well, because the moment somebody else wants to reuse the data, they have to kind of know what it is, right? And so it's, even if it's a separate application, you know, that application has to know, okay, you introduce an attribute, attribute ABC, or you renamed it, or you removed it, right? And you kind of have to figure that out in your application. And that just causes overhead for, for the generic developer process, so development process of that other application. Um, and as you move on to this, right, it's like once you have this data stored and you come back to it three, four, five years later, uh, and maybe the application is not even around anymore, right, but you just hang on to the data, it becomes really difficult to figure out this, like, what did this data actually look like? And, and funnily enough, this is literally the opening app, uh, kind of synopsis or abstract from Cod's paper when you read from the 70s. It's like future users of the data have to be abstracted from how the data is organized in the machine or something like that. Um, and so this is where this, where, where this relational model basically comes in again, right? The fact that we split it out to separate tables and say, hey, you know, this is a customer table, this is the payment table, this is the delivery address table. And if you want any pieces of that information, you can just you know query that table and you don't have to worry about it. And so 
coming back to your question, so, you know, like for whom is this? So, you know, what we're trying to do here is really to give you the best of both worlds. So for the JSON developer or JavaScript Mongo developer, however you want to see it, the benefit here is like practically nothing changes, right? JSON in, JSON out, great. You know, yet just another REST API somewhere, or, you know, driver connect, uh, database connection somewhere for your driver. Uh, the nice thing about the guys who care about the data is they don't have to make any trade-offs. They can stick to their relational model rather than having a lot, a lot of JSON there. And this is actually something that, you know, it's like to give you a real-world example. Many, many years ago, we introduced this functionality called JSON Data Guide. Allowed you to actually get the structure of your JSON data. Literally, why we did this is because a big financial services customer in France came to us and said, our regulators, our regulators just said, we have to ensure that there's no credit card information, no credit card numbers specifically in the data. And we okay. have four terabytes of JSON. And they kind of said, it's like, if you guys can help us, you know, we use Oracle instead of the other product, which cannot help us. And so, yeah, you, you know, this is the stuff you have to worry about, like many, many years after you stored the data and where the relational model has always been very powerful. And that's why it's kind of, it's still around also like since, you know, the last, for the last 40, 50 years. And so hopefully what we can achieve is really give everybody the best of, of uh, both worlds. And that being said, it's like, we're obviously not deprecating the pure relational storage and, and access mechanisms. We're also not deprecating the pure JSON native storage access mechanisms. So you can still use them as well, depending on your use case. But, you know, it's like some, some people internally have called it like the peacemaker between the, the developers and the DBAs, uh, this JSON relational duality feature to bring. Uh, but yeah, so we'll see. And uh, certainly very, very exciting because the possibilities, you know, to really give you both of that are seem very high. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, that, that, um, uh, that balance between control and productivity, I mean, that's what we're trying to do. I mean, look, uh, you know, it's, 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 there's actually a lot of database innovation going on in, in the market. You know, it, it's, it's, mm -hmm. um, it sort of almost surprises me how many new database companies there are, right? Um, there's, yeah. there's already successful platforms. Um, you know, we're clearly seeing a lot of packaging um, around Postgres. Um, mm -hmm. We've got some interesting innovation happening in around um, uh, MySQL with things like PlanetScale. Um, you've got new databases popping up all the time. Um, and I think this, this, this is because of the issues you're talking about. Um, the expectations around developer experience uh, continue to grow, uh, but it turns out that compliance and control continue to be important. There is a reason why we're having an, a relational database renaissance uh, at the moment. Uh, that whole era of, of, well, I mean, people aren't really talking about NoSQL um, anymore, right? right? Anymore, yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, we, we remember being quite surprised um, I mean, yeah, talking to financial services organizations and then we're using Mongo and they're saying, well, it doesn't always matter if you lose a transaction. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, yes, this appeal to both, uh, I think, um, is, is going to be interesting. So I, I guess then what, what's your, what sort, so from everything you said, what's your call to action then? You, the thing is free, so people don't have to ask for permission about it. Why? Why would they? Why would they gravitate to it? What What have you got to tell a developer about why they should come and take a look? You know, uh, at 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 this new release now. Yeah. So uh, you know, although we make a lot of noise on JSON relational duality, there's like 
all together over 100 new features and just for application development and this new release. And uh, mm -hmm. starting from JSON relation duality, we also introduced JSON schema actually for JSON native support. Again, something that was requested. JavaScript still procedures, domains from the pure SQL standard kind of point of view. Uh, property graph queries, again, actually new functionality that's about to come to the, uh, to the SQL standard, uh, which should be out shortly sort of, but we kind of like, you know, already stepped ahead because we worked in collaboration with the other standup members to standardize this and have put it in our product. So, you know, call to action really is, it's like, you know, developers should obviously, you know, download and get a hand on, uh, on the new version for various reasons, right? Either A, to test out all the excitement, new, all the exciting new functionality that we've put in or a subset of it. And it says like, whether that's like new functionality that's coming into a SQL standard and you kind of a SQL guy, you already have it in Oracle, or you want to give JSON relational duality a spin, or you know you like the JSON schemas, or you know JavaScript still procedures, which by the way is kind of like with an embedded GraalVM in the database. That's kind of really exciting as okay. well. We've done that over the last couple of years, so we put GraalVM into into the database. Um, but also, you know, it's like if you know if not any of that, if you're kind of a, an application developer, framework developer, that's your chance now to download the new version of the Oracle database, maybe run your regression suite already against it. We know we have already two frameworks, very popular frameworks out there doing so, you know, so that they get this head start. They actually came back and said, hey, fantastic. You know, none of our, our tests seem to break. So we know already we're all good when this goes, you know, prime time for customers as well. Just give it a spin, no strings attached, you know, maybe learn a couple of database concepts as well along the way, because as we know also many, many, Popular Java people out there tell you it's like, you know, I think there's a quote around, you know, people who use Hibernate should only use it if they know the database really, really well. If you don't know the database, you shouldn't be using Hibernate or something like that. So that's also, you know, it's like one other use case or any of them, right? It's like you can, of course, download it, get going, you know, check out new functionality, see what's in there, see whether your apps work, educate yourself, you know. It's like it's just out there, no strings attached. So that's one of the things, again, that makes me very proud and the team very proud that we've finally gotten to a way where, I mean, historically we know, right? It's like, why do people not use Oracle database? I think mostly it comes down to because they're too scared that Oracle will hunt them down and ask them for licensing, right? Or money or something. And like here we can truly say, look guys, the reason why we call it Oracle database free is because it's free, right? And we will never ever come to you and ask you for money for this thing. Now, obviously, there's a, some of these free use terms and conditions. So there's a license included with it. So, you know, read through it. There's obviously, we also give you no warranties with it. So AK support, right? But it's free. It's like, when you download it, we will never ever come to you asking you for any money. And I think that's a very important step forward to get the developers out there with a new developer coming out of school or, you know, a very seasoned developer to actually give Oracle Database a go and see why it still ranks number one across many, many of these rankings, right? And maybe see for yourself that it's like, hey, there's cool stuff in there that I can use to build my app or, you know, to make my app even better. Yeah. Well, there you go. Oracle Database as a new Kingmaker's case study. Who knew? <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> Great stuff. Um, and on that happy note, thanks so much, uh, Gerald. I think that's really interesting. Um, let's, let's wrap it up. Uh, if anyone has any questions, um, you know, Gerald is very accessible. We team to answer them. You know, he has to be accessible, not just the database. Um, <laughs> but you know, any comments? You know, put them, put put them, put, put them, put them below. You know, subscribe, share this video, uh, and uh, thanks for joining us today. Thank you very much. <laughs>